Hi, this is Amber and I'm a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner. For those of you who know me and for those of you who don't, then my website is www.sacredspacehealing.org. I've got a very funny microphone today that makes a little crackling noise. So if you hear odd odd crackling noises on this recording, it will be that mic. So hello. Um, I feel really inspired, felt really inspired, feeling really inspired to record this podcast um, in light of the Me Too movement. So um, I'm recording this on February the 21st, 2018, and wow, I mean, it's just been such an incredible time of revelation. I have to say that nothing that's been revealed has surprised or shocked me. These were feelings, intuitions, knowings that I'd had for a very long time. Um, some of you know that I, you know, I, I've trained in acting, I trained in law, um, I've worked in publishing, I'm, I've worked in many industries over the years, and I've seen many things. And so the stories that are being revealed don't surprise me. Um, they're sad, very, very sad, but they don't surprise me. I'm just glad that the truth is finally coming out. The wave of disclosure is um, overwhelming, you know, at times it feels so heartbreaking that there's been so much pain for so long and there's been so much uh, misalignment and abuse for so long. And it makes sense of how collectively women have felt and it makes sense of where we are in the world, you know, at the moment it feels like we are in chaos and possibly we are and possibly we're not, but... um, my inspiration behind wanting to grab a mic and record was that, you know, two, three, four years ago, I was doing red tent circles and women's circles in spaces in London and, you know, out on the land at a time when there weren't that many red tents or women's circles happening, especially not in London. And I, I remember a lot of women being quite intrigued, you know, what's a red tent? What's this about women coming together in circle? And now every other you know, every other day you could go online and you'll find that there's a women's circle happening and a sisterhood circle happening. So I feel like the wave of sisterhood and the wave of kind of female solidarity that's having right happening right now is incredibly beautiful, but it's not actually something that I'm aligning with or resonating with for some reason. And I've questioned that for a while. I've wondered, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not wanting to sit in circle with my sisters? And it's not that I don't love women. I do. And it's not that I don't love red tent circles and and women's circles because I absolutely love them both being in them and holding space for them but I feel that there is another seed that needs planting now and it's the seed of unity and I kind of feel that um, female empowerment is a very very important thing of course it is it's crucial that women are seen as equal and given equal opportunities it's crucial that we're not discriminated against based on anything it's crucial that we see each other as equals as souls on a journey i mean that just is a given and the fact that society doesn't operate that way is ludicrous but i also feel that if we have this huge elevation of the goddess and of sisterhood and this denigration of the masculine we're going to be completely out of balance for far too long and it's 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 not it's not healthy. So um, I have huge resonance with the Me Too campaign. I think it's incredibly important as a woman or a man who's been abused in any way to raise your voice, to stick your hand up and to say, 
I have a story to tell and to be heard and to be respected and to be honoured. And the, the backlash that often happens has been happening on social media against people who share their stories is just is is disgusting. Um, and it's mostly trolling um, and it's boring. Um, everyone's story is worthy of attention, respect, honouring and listening listening from a space of the heart you know this is what you do in circle this is what you do in shamanic circles this is how i trained the talking stick goes around or the truth stone and as someone speaks everyone listens and you listen from a place of the heart you don't listen from a place of judgment and it's just that simple act of sharing your story and being heard really heard that can be profoundly healing for people beyond years and years of therapy and counselling sometimes. We just need to feel that our stories are valid and that we're being heard and listened to and seen and honoured and recognised. So the validity of people sharing their stories is incredible and it's poignant and it's powerful. And in the absence of you know people coming together in circles all over the world, people are doing this on social media. And I guess that's, that's how a modern generation operates. We create our own ways of coming into circle. So I'm trying to look at this from a male perspective and wondering, you know, what does it feel like to be a man at this time? How does the masculine hold the weight of everything that man has done to to this planet, to women, to others over centuries? Like, What is it like to be a man right now and to feel that burden? Because I know that as a woman... Not only do I feel my own pain, but I feel the pain of my sisters. Of course I do, because I, I, I can relate to it. But at the same point, at the same time, I'm a woman in this lifetime. But there have been plenty of lifetimes where I haven't been a woman. So therefore, I think that we can't really live our lives um, in, a, in battle. This isn't a battle of the sexes, because that's only going to lead to more pain and more war. There's a really beautiful ceremony, which I have shared in podcasts before um, and also shared with my clients, which is um, an indigenous ceremony. And I'm, I'm sure it's been diluted and watered down over the years by many people. I experienced this uh, ceremony in Glastonbury. Um, and it's a ceremony of forgiveness and reparation. And loosely, I won't go through it again because it is on one of my podcasts, but um, it, it's about the women of the community apologizing to the men of the community for everything that their sex has ever done against men. You know, so it's what the, the women stand in one line, the, man, the men stand in another line and they face each other. And it's all done in ceremony. It's all done very, you know, ritualistically and beautifully. And one, there's a spokesperson for the, say, the, the women, the sisters, and she says, you know, on behalf of my sex, I apologize for every time I betrayed you, every time I used my sex to manipulate you, every time I humiliated you, every time I lied to you, every time I took your children from you, every time I cheated on you, every time I belittled your masculinity, you know, and on and on and on. And then the, the, the men of the community take that apology and hold it dear in their hearts, you know, reparation is made, healing has happened. And then it's the process is turned around and then the the, the, the spokesman for the, for the men of the community says to the women, I apologize for every time my sex has raped you, every time my sex has stolen your children from you, stolen your land from you, abandoned you, left you without shelter, every time we have used you as weapons in war, every time we have humiliated you, sexualized you, denigrated you, and so on. And the women of the community accept that apology and reparation and healing is made. And I feel that w- <laughs> this is where we're at. 
Um, and it's quite a difficult place to get to, isn't it? Like it's a difficult place to get to to say, because what we're not saying is we can't be angry at what's happened. You know, what we're not saying is, oh, well, all the women who've been raped and abused don't have a voice. We now must tend to the men and say, uh, oh, I'm sorry for, for, for making you do this. That's not what I'm saying. But we're in this together. You know, men and women are in this together. Women give birth to, to bring life into the world. Um, a man's first contact with a woman is often his mother and his sisters. And if that relationship is somehow out of whack, it can create all kinds of issues in later life. I'm not saying that men turn into abusers because their mothers didn't love them enough. I'm just saying that there can often be a deep wound in the masculine around the feminine that is often unexplored and not spoken about because we live in a society that tells men that they're not to speak about their pain and their fears, they're to man up, they're to be masculine, they're to be strong, they're to hide their emotions, they shouldn't be a sissy, you know, all this, all these kind of silly terms that we use. So the, the spaces that women have where they, they chat to their sisters, they chat to their friends over coffee and tea and phone calls and all the rest of it, men don't have that same space. And even in terms of, we look at all these incredible circles that are happening and the red tents and all that kind of stuff, you know, men have their own circles too. But if you look at how many circles are happening for men and compare it to how many circles are happening for women, it's a tiny, tiny proportion that, that, that in comparison, you know, where are the safe spaces for men to share, to be heard, to really share from a place of the heart, not down the pub with a pint, having a moan and putting on the, the mask and the bravado, but really sharing in the way that women do in their circles. So I, I guess the point of this podcast is to, to start planting seeds to, to any men and women that are listening out there, that it's, it, if, if you feel that there is t- it is now time for us to find unity and that's not to denigrate the pain and the suffering that many women are going through and have been through and the revelations that are happening. I'm not saying those revelations shouldn't happen. They should happen. They need to happen. And every woman has her own way of healing the things that have happened to her. Absolutely. But that can carry on side by side with an intention to create unity and reparation and healing because that's going to be healing for women as well as men and for generations to come so how do we create these safe spaces my first invitation is that i think we need more and more circles for men led by men um where they can talk openly and freely and share and you know let off steam the way women do in their sacred circles, there, there is a place for this. There is a space for this. And yes, it could be down the pub. It could be in a coffee shop. It could be out in nature. It could be, you know, out on the land. But to any brothers out there who are listening, create it. Start it with your brothers. Um, I think this happens quite a lot, you know, consciously or unconsciously, poker nights and football nights and all that kind of stuff. It's actually really beautiful. It's like it's got a really beautiful base to it. Um my suggestion is that we just take the distraction out of it. Like, let's let's just, what would happen if, as men, you just sat in a space or were out on the land and just talked and didn't need the distraction of poker or football or beer or, you know, whatever else it could be a distraction. If you were just able to sit and communicate with each other, brother to brother, what is that going to give you? Because I tell you, my feeling is, knowing men who do have those relationships in their lives, is that it makes 
all relationships a lot richer. You know, a man who has the ability to to sort of fall into his emotions and into his heart and what he's feeling and what he's experiencing and then to communicate that to another, to his brother, to his brothers, will be better placed to then communicate that to his beloved, to his sisters, to his friends, to his work colleagues. Um, will be better placed to find his place in the world, to secure his place in the world, to fight for what he believes in, to have that balance of the masculine and the feminine in harmonious union within himself, which is what we're all striving for anyway as men and women, is to find that place of androgyny within us. So that's my first kind of invitation. Then my second invitation is that we start to have circles that are mixed and that are about reparation, I don't know what these are going to look like. I don't know how clumsy they might be. I don't know if they're going to work. (laughs) But the point is, why don't we try? Like, Why don't we try to have circles where we create sacred space and safe space for men and women to come together and to communicate their desires, their fears, their frustrations, their woes, their worries. And no, these circles aren't, you know, places where you can... uh, flirt and pick up these circles aren't excuses for dodgy tantra these circles aren't you know unsafe spaces they're safe respectful places with boundaries in place with mindfulness in place with respect in place and again i think all of that comes down to the space holders and how the space is held and the intentions that are set um the energies that we allow to play play within the circle within within the, the, the gathering And why do I think this is so important? I think this is important because if we continue to remain polarized, we will become a polarized society and we will, we will feed the polarization within us and we will get further and further away from union, which is actually the thing that we all crave. The number one thing that I'm asked for in, in healing sessions and in readings is, is assistance with love and union. It's the number one thing that people come to me for yes there's career and money and all the rest of it and those are kind of offshoots but the number one thing that my clients are seeking whether they're men or women is love and union and they're not saying oh i just you know i want to i want to date or you know i want to have loads of sex or or whatever they're actually saying i want my beloved i want that union that is emotional and physical and spiritual and uh and multi-dimensional they're coming to me seeking that union and i think there's far, i think at a core level we're all seeking that we're all seeking that union we all have that desire to come into union with our beloveds so if we remain polarized in our physical world and we've got newspaper headlines and social media and all the rest of it kind of bashing you know bashing men and men bashing women and all this kind of nonsense how can we find that unity within us because we're not seeing any examples of it in the outside world and it does exist we just have to find those examples and if those examples aren't there then we have to start to create them we have to start to create new templates of unity the templates that we have had have been distorted for far too long it may have been that the templates that we had of union were were those that we grew up in whether we grew up in homes where there was abuse or there was um, separation or there was just a kind of coldness or maybe we did grow up in happy homes or maybe we grew up in homes that were happy because mum always stayed quiet or dad always stayed quiet you know who knows 
who are our templates when we when we look around in in the media when we when we pick up the paper when we pick up a magazine like who are we saying who are we saying we want to emulate and we want to be like are we saying we want to be like you know a footballer and his wife are we wanting to be like celebrities because none of that stuff's real you know all of that stuff's manufactured so where are our true templates and i feel that our true templates can only ever come from our contemporaries if we're wanting the marriage or the lifestyle or the look or the union of a celeb in inverted commas because we read something about them in a magazine, we're never going to attain that because we don't actually know the truth of their union. We just know what the magazine is telling us. And, you know, that's been created to sell a magazine and because these people are probably promoting something or other. But if we can sit in circle with men and women who have that union within them, whether they're a couple or they just have that harmoniously within them individually, we start to have templates for what it union looks like, what it really looks like, smells like, tastes like, what it's like to be around it, how it's messy and it's truthful and it's powerful and it's vulnerable and it's raw and all those things that we don't actually realize when we look at a magazine that's all been airbrushed and we go, oh, isn't that a beautiful couple? But we're not actually seeing the truth of what it takes to make that work. And it does mean that we have to be mindful in every given moment in order to make union work. So I think what we do is we sort of have this expectation. We want union and we want it to look really pretty with the massive rings and the jewelry and the bling and all the rest of it. You know, that's that's who we want. That's how we want to be when we're in love. But we have no template. We have no kind of roadmap of how do we get there because we're not sitting in circles where we're learning these skills which our ancestors would have passed down to us years and years and years ago because we would have lived in community years and years and years ago and these red tents and these circles would have been a norm you know it would have been our way of living in community to come together to discuss to share we don't have that anymore our community is a social media um pubs and and bars and so on and our workplaces and that's not true community because when do we ever really let down the mask So I have two invitations on this podcast. The first is that we find spaces of reparation within us so we can start to forgive the men and the women in our lives and start to come into a place of unity. And the second is that we start to create circles in the outside world, circles for men only and circles for men and women to come together and share. Even if you do that, you know, in your home every month, open up your space for a circle for men and women to come together or open up a space for your brothers to come together. You're making a massive contribution to the world right now. That's my invitation. I have my own ideas percolating away. I should be making my own contributions. Um, The sacred union work is work that I really absolutely hand on heart love I love hearing about people coming into union with their beloveds. I love hearing about how people's lives change when they do this work, when they dive deeper, when they find inner union, the marriage of the masculine and the feminine within. So I'm focusing more and more on that work. It is on my website, sacredspacehealing.org, under the healing program section, Love and Union. And there's a few different ways you can work with me. You can work through... um, 60 minute sessions 90 minute sessions or you can go for the big two hour session which is amazing because we blast through so much or you can you can buy a bundle um for a number of sessions over a course of two months or three months or you can subscribe to ongoing support from me month by month uh, on your journey to the beloved i will be doing a podcast on the journey to the beloved and what it means to be with our beloved 
Um, but this is just a gentle introduction, perhaps, to the sacred union work. But more importantly, this is about how can we go out in the world and start to create union. Because I just think it's so, so important in these times. So wherever you may be on your journey, I send you much love, much union, much joy, and many blessings. So it is, and so it shall be.